Hi, folks. Just a quick note before we drop into the show. If you regularly listen to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to give the show a good rating wherever you listen to it. Share some favorite episodes with friends and encourage people you know to follow the show if they don't already. And if you don't feel like you can give the show a five-star rating, I want to know how I can do better. Reach out to me directly on Instagram. My profile link is in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Hi, I'm Andrew Wallace, and welcome to the We've Got a Problem podcast, where each week we explore inspiring stories of struggle, success, and solutions to prevalent problems, and how our guests have turned problems into opportunities. This week, I'm joined by Wayne Faulkner, author of How to Think and Create Success. His professed goal is to inspire and empower people to cultivate and manifest a heightened sense of consciousness and achievement to help them realize their full potential and live their best lives. His new book, Setback or Stepping Stone, It's Your Choice, is available now. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I always like to kind of, especially when I talk to personal development experts, people like that, I like to start off by figuring out what your background is, what brought you here. You were not obviously born a personal development coach. So how did you get into all of this? What what brought you here? Well, actually, it came about through a lot of reading and research and, and you know, a lot of questions that I had myself about things that I saw going on around me. So I started to do a lot of profound, deep research about many different topics and issues that, that were of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, what's 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 your background? How did you how did you come into all this? Uh, my background is one in, in corporate America. I was okay. a manager there and also in education. Education came about as a second career. I spent about 17 years in corporate America as a manager and 22 years in the field of education. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, that's the, I think coming from an educational background, you you want to help people. That's kind of the the bedrock of of being an educator, being in education is helping people find the knowledge that, that they want to do and sharing what you know. When you start to, to research your, your advice and, and, and got into to writing these books, what really intrigued you about the subject matter? What, what brought you into just, I've got to tell this story now, I've got to do it? Well, actually, you know, when I started reading the type of books that I read to get my research for the writings that I do, I noticed one simple thing. And I'll never forget this. And that is, things are rarely ever as they may seem. But it's not. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I certainly see that in, in, in my everyday life. But talk to me more about that. Any particular examples? Well, you know, if you look at any segment of society, uh, anything that you may think about, um, any conversation you may have, the, what's going on on the surface is only the surface. It's yes. only when you do a deep dive and to look deep within, that's where you're going to find out the real story. What's really going on? What's causing this to happen? Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that you've got to think through when you're talking to people is what's really under the surface. What is driving their motivations? And so often things are driven by 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 emotions, by fear, by by uncertainty, by doubt, by by all these things, and you talk a little bit about that in your book, and I want to certainly want to talk a lot more about the mm-hmm. book, but but that 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 the foundation. I mean, obviously that 
it's in the definition even that that uncertainty, doubt, things like that are the absolute opposite of of faith and and belief. Mm-hmm. But those those two things just th- those faith and belief are 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 bedrock uh, things, foundational things that that guide our our conversations. I think, and and I'm sure you saw a lot of that in in your research. Tell me a little bit more about that. I'm of the viewpoint that. The Western culture that we have today, we are conditioned to only look at the outside, the mm-hmm. outer appearance of everything. And rarely ever do we do we have the mental mindset to dig deep, mm-hmm. you know, to look at what are the catalysts here? What's mm-hmm. bringing this about? What does this really mean? Does it mean what my eyes tell me it means? Is there a deeper meaning mm-hmm. that I can go to on a conscious level? Yes. Yes. I want to talk about mindset because that's that so often we are not conscious of our mindset. We just act. We just respond. We just do mm-hmm. and never take the time to kind of peel that first layer away and look at, at what's at how we're approaching things and how we how we look at thoughts. I, I want to talk about kind of your guidance, if you could summarize a little bit how we how we change our mindset, how we look at things, how we, like you say, it's in the title, setback or stepping stone, but what would you say the, the, the major takeaway is? Learning how to think. Now, we all think it's just like breathing. It's involuntary. We do it automatically. But do we think in the correct way? And I would say, and I would bet and wager that we do not mm-hmm. because we simply are not taught how to think. think. In school, we're taught what to think as opposed to how to think, unless you become of that mindset where you're seeking knowledge and information. Because in the end, the man or the woman that wins is the man or the woman with the best information. Yes. There are five or six things in what you just said that ring true. But one of the ones that, that really strikes me is the fact that we're not taught how to think, that we're taught what to think. How do we learn how to think? What what are the steps necessary, in a sense, to, to break down the preconditioning that we've got? Okay, let's look at it from this uh, viewpoint here. Uh, with humans, when we look at our hierarchy of needs, we think of food, shelter, and clothing. But there is another step. What are the desires? In the Western world, the Western culture, all human beings have two basic desires. One is for greatness, and one is for power. Right. Greatness means we all want to be great. In our careers, in our business, we want to be great in our families, our communities, in our you know society as a whole. We want to be great. Mm-hmm. But the most important one other than that is power. We all desire power over our individual personal circumstances. Yes. Now, that is very, very crucial and important. This is where everything is won or lost at this point. Every person wants power over their individual personal circumstances. Yes. This is what drives depression, anxiety, fear, regret, shame, lack, poverty, because we feel so helpless. We feel that we have no power over our personal circumstances. Now, the question now is, well, how do we get that power? Yes. How do we, we get power? it? I want it now. Let's give, <laughs> give it to me now, Wayne. Come and on. you shall have it. And it comes from learning how to think. Yes, because we're programmed to believe that as an infant, we have no power over our personal circumstances. 
So if you grow up in that environment, that's what you're going to believe. You are what you think you are. You're going to be faced with many obstacles. Your life is is opportunity mixed with obstacles. Mm-hmm. So not having knowledge and information how to gain power over your individual personal circumstances is where you're going to win or lose. Yes. And I'm going to give you an example of how to think. Okay, let's uh, invent an imaginary character. Let's say his name is Mike. This is Mike has a great chance for a new job. He has a new interview coming up. Thinking about the job where there's an unknown. He has no idea what's going to take place in the interview. So he may start feeling some some anxiety and he'll start some negative self-talk within his own head. And it may go something like this. Am I qualified enough? Do I have the right skill set? Am I smart enough? Do I have the experience that will prove that I'm a viable candidate for this job? What if on the way to the interview, there's a traffic tile? What if I have a blowout? So he's conjuring up all these negative things that may not ever happen. By having those anxious moments, he is attracting to himself a negative outcome that he does not want. I've heard it put in in terms of like race car drivers say, mm-hmm. "Don't look where you're. Don't look at what you're going to hit. Look where you want to go. You, if you look over there, you're going to hit that wall. If you're looking at the wall, that's you're 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 yeah. you're you're, you're going to steer right right in that direction. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, you're great. You're going to attract that into your reality. Now, on the other hand, this is the way Mike should think. He should happily, joyfully anticipate the interview. And his thinking should go along these lines. I am qualified. I'm smart. I have a good skill set. I'm experienced. I'm going to present myself professionally. And I'm going to be looked at as one of the top viable candidates, if not the viable candidate for the position. So he's creating an outcome that he wants and that he desires by using his mind to think in a positive manner. He's going to attract into his reality what he really wants. So it's very important to learn how to think in a way that's conducive for you getting the success that you desire in life. Yes. And I think that there's 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 the whole kind of tenet of what you give your attention to grows. Mm-hmm. And if you if you believe that it's possible that that and 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 just start from that slight shift of is this even possible? Yes, this is possible. Yes, I could get this job. Yes, I'm qualified. Yes, I've I've got the experience. Yes, I've I've got this. Do I have everything? No. Is there any job that that ever any job posting that everybody meets every single thing in the requirements? No, because they're always looking for a unicorn. And that's the other thing to to think about is they're shooting as high as they can get. They're hoping that somebody will fill as many of these requirements as possible. But almost never does somebody walk in there and go, I have every single thing that you asked for because nobody does. Nobody does. It doesn't. That person does not exist. And if they did, they wouldn't be doing that job. They'd be doing six jobs above that half the time. Correct. But if you just make that mindset shift, yes, 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 you will, mm-hmm. you, you will change your circumstances dramatically, or at least the probability that you will. Because, hey, it's, it's an odds game in the end. So... Talk to me a little bit more about who your kind of ideal reader is. Who who do you who did you write this book for? Who does who do you think you're you're trying to speak to most of all? The new book is written for anyone who's had a challenge in life, any type of setback, and we all do face challenges. 
It's just a natural part of the process. And challenges are, you know, things that we can learn and grow from. And all challenges are temporary. And I always say that never apply a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. Just see the temporary problem as a, a bump in the road of life. And you want to keep going and navigate your way to your destination. So, you know, if you're having setbacks or challenges, this book will give you information and ideas on how to make a dramatic comeback. You want to elevate your consciousness, your awareness, and your belief system. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about belief system, too, because I know that that faith is a component. We talked Mm -hmm. about it a little earlier. Religion comes into, it's kind of a foundational belief of your books. Where do you feel... Uh, I mean, you you mentioned that 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 your belief that God is the source of all ideas uh, mm-hmm. given to mankind. Tell us a little bit more about how do you integrate your faith with your with your work and with your life on a daily basis. Well, I learned through doing my research and reading, uh, you know, something very profound to me personally. And that is, you know, it's what God said of Himself: "I am all that is." Mm-hmm. God is all that is. So if God is all that is, that means that he's everything. He created everything. He's in everything. He owns everything. And he has no need of anything. Mm -hmm. So the ideas that we get, there's no other source other than God. If he's everything, there's no other place for those ideas to (laughs) originate from other than God himself. And what's happening is when we get those ideas, and I talk about it in my book, learning where ideas come from. Those ideas are a phase of some phase of God himself that he wants to impress upon my mind and he wants to express through me into the earth realm. Mm-hmm. So humanity can take advantage of these products, these services, that, you know, this industry that's going to be created here on planet Earth. So how do we stay open to that? Well, first of all, you, you have to come into a realization that that is a fact. Right. So that's why I encourage people to read my books. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Yes, yes. But yeah. so, I mean, it starts with, with awareness. With Awareness. With, yeah. Yes. And I always say this, my books, the central theme for all my books is this, four things, hope, awareness, inspiration, and motivation. Mm-hmm. If you read my books, you're going to get those four things from you know the writer that I am. So let's say people read your books, they absolutely love them. They're kind of a jumping off point for that hope, awareness, mm-hmm. motivation, those kinds of things. And now they want to take action. They want to take massive action. They want to go out and do it. What what next step would you would you tell somebody to take? Most of the chapters, there's about 56 to 57 chapters in that book. It's, it's very intense. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's also easy to read because you don't it have is. to, you it don't is. have to, it, each chapter is, is, is relatively short. So you can sit down, uh-huh. read one and continue on. Yes, but. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And if you notice in those chapters, there are action steps written in that you can follow and get yourself started. Because you, you need a launch pad. You need a catalyst to get you yes. going. So those action steps will give a reader things to do and consider. So, okay, what do I do next? Well, here it is. Here's a list of action steps to get you going. There is no failure. There's only learning and improving. Well, that and boy, is that the truth. Because if, if, we, if we look at, well, okay, so I, I'll go say this a different way. Walt Disney, who has a lot of other things about him that, mm-hmm. that, that, are, that are questionable, but he said, look, around here, 
we don't stay still for very long. We keep moving forward. And when we fail, that's just one more step toward success. We fail a lot. So what? You got to keep going. I feel like there's a there's a story of Edison uh, who had that big lab in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and it was uh, they they had some some huge fire that that destroyed almost the entire laboratory. And I don't know if it was Edison or or one of his top scientists. I think it was Edison himself had gone home for the night, got the call ran over, saw that everything was on fire, and called his family and said, come over here and watch it burn because you're never going to see a fire this big again. Like, you got to see this. This is great. Mm-hmm. And I go, all this research was destroyed. Oh, so what? It's just all all stuff that that, mm-hmm. that didn't work. <laughs> that's that's all we've got. And and what I what I what I have here is 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 in my mind. So that's 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 a failure, but it's not an obstacle. It's a stepping stone to to success and having that mindset and the steps, knowing how to do it, right? Once you once you go, well, I knew how I created those things and now I've got the knowledge. I know how that was done. So now I can just take the steps and replicate it and do it again, rinse and repeat. So your advice, I suppose, would be to to follow the the steps in the book, kind of mull it over, go through the action plan steps and and go from there. But what you know what? What would you say? And maybe this keys into your next book. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what? What is somebody who who wants to keep taking action? Who wants to to continue that journey? Who follows all that steps? What's next for them? How do they? How do they keep it up? I recommend four things: think, create, meditate, and journal. As you come about new ideas for new concepts, processes, inventions, you're going to need to think. Thinking is creating yes. every product that you can think of, even the equipment that we're using to do this live stream and this podcast. At one point in history, they did not exist. Did they fall from the sky? Did someone pick them from a tree in the backyard? No. No. Someone thought. Nothing can be created without thinking. Now we're going to the third step. We're thinking we're creating something that was imprinted on our mind, being expressed through us from a higher source Meditation. Meditation is my superpower. Any idea that I have, I meditate on it because I realize, what do I know? Not much of anything. But I do know of a source that has unlimited knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. That's the source that I go and lock into. That's where I'm getting given information, what to do, how to do, the know-how, the skills, the knowledge, and all of that as I can bring these products to market. Right. Yes. And then and then 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 journaling, right? So you've journaling. thought, you've created, you've meditated on it. Yes. You want to write about it. You want to write about your feelings, your thoughts, your ideas, your inventions, your concepts, your processes. Write it all down in your journal. There are so many people I've met over the years, even before I started on a high level of consciousness and awareness myself, they were telling me about the ideas that they got for different inventions and concepts and processes. And what did they do with nothing? Nothing. They just let them slip. Yeah, that's that and, zap came and, and it left. Right, and you got to capture that stuff right when it comes, or the moment you've got it while it's still hot and thought that that thought is passing through your head because once it's gone and you haven't taken action on it, the first action to take. And I think you know lots of personal development people. Tony Robbins even talks about not leaving the scene of a decision without taking action. Mm-hmm. 
But that action, that first action is write it down. Write it down. Capture it. Keep yes. it. Reflect on it. Yes, yes, yes. So we're, we're coming to the end here. I, I have a couple of questions I like to ask everybody. And these can be very specific to your, to your books, your individual niche, or broad about the world. Mm-hmm. But what do you feel like the most overrated concept is that, that everybody buys into, but that just turns out to be total hogwash? What's overrated? Multitasking. <laughs> Please tell me more about that. I agree. but <laughs> Multitasking is somewhat of a fraud. The only way to get great and good at anything, you need to focus on one thing at a time. Yep. Without distractions. So when you are, you know, you, you have so many thoughts and so many irons in the fire, as my grandfather used to say, well, you're probably going to get burned up by all, almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And Cal yeah. Newport talks a lot about that in his book, Deep Work, yeah. the, the fallacy of multitasking. I think there's been a lot of research about it that humans can't actually do it. They believe they can, but what they can rapidly do is switch attention from task to task, which increases errors and decreases yeah. d- decreases the the engagement with the actual work. If you're trying to multitask, you're not giving any of your full attention to anything because you can't. It's you physically can't. impossible. It, it is. takes it takes whatever it is, 20 minutes to actually refocus on a task, all these things. Yes, yes, yes. So on the other side of that, what is underrated? What do we need more of? We need more love. We need more love from individual to individual. Community to community, man to man, woman to woman, man and woman, families, communities. We need love. We really do. Yes. Yes, That's absolutely. That is a fantastic yeah. message to end on. Wayne, thank you so much for joining me, folks. If you want to know more about Wayne, check out his author page. You can buy his books, How to Think and Create Success, and Setback or Stepping Stone, it's your choice. Follow him on social media. Links to everything are in the show notes as always. And until next time, I'm Andrew Wallace, and we don't have a problem. We have an opportunity.